Hello, hello. Welcome back to Morbid Curiosity. Um, I will say, I am looking into changing our name. Um, people just assume we're morbid right off the bat, even though we don't even have the same logo. It's not even hosted by the same person. And when you listen to Morbid, you know, you got you got two beautiful gals going back and forth and doing a case together. And here it's just me. So, I don't know how people are getting confused. Maybe they aren't reading past Morbid. I don't really know. Um, so, just keep in mind, we may be possibly changing our name in the future. I just have to come up with something more clever. And I'm not good at making names. So, it may be a minute, but it's possible we're going to be changing our name. So, uh, today's episode is going to be Murder by Neglect. And it's about Lacey Fletcher and um, her, you know, death. Um, it is very unfortunate and horrible and makes me want to slap parents. Um, yeah, so just keep in mind the photos on Instagram are going to be a little bit graphic. Of course, we do not post anything um, in regards as far, in, as far as deceased victims or anything like that. But like the crime scene photos, we post that. So just keep in mind when you go check it out. Also, we have a Facebook group now, um, which everyone is getting us mistaken. <laughs> Everyone's thinking we're morbid. Um, so that's why I said we're gonna probably going to be changing names and logos and whatever. But as far as now, the Facebook group is Morbid Curiosity, a true crime podcast. You can look it up. Has our coffin logo. It is hosted by me, Nicole. No one else. No one else here but me and me, myself, and I. So, go check it out. Join. Um, you'll see a buttload of reminders that we are not morbid, you know. But it's fine. It's fine. So, we'll get on up in this episode. Grab you a snack. Grab you a drink. And let's go. Uh, before we get started, I forgot to mention. Um, I want to let you know today's episode is going to be in the 20-minute range um, so it's going to be kind of like a shorter episode. I've just been so exhausted since vacation. It's like an eight hour drive to and fro. Uh, and yeah, just tired. And I'm having to do like, you know, groceries and adult shit. So yeah. Anyway, um, I wanted to let you know it's going to be a little shorter. I did think about maybe next week doing like mini-sodes. So like, um, like mini cases wrapped up in one episode, maybe some funny cases, maybe some like newer cases that we don't really have much info on. Just let me know what you guys think. Uh, email, you know, you guys know it. Emails on there, Instagram, Facebook group is now up. So just let us know what you think. We appreciate you and we'll get started. And just for the record, I pulled some information from Google, and uh, the biggest help has been truecrimesocietyblog.com. Um, I believe they're also a podcast if you guys want to go subscribe there as well, but they broke down the case amazingly, so I'm using their website today for some, most of our information, so for the podcast episode today. So, thank you, True Crime Society. Alrighty, so Lacey Ellen Fletcher was born on November 25th, 1985. She grew up in Slaughter, Louisiana, and her parents were Clay and Sheila Fletcher and was their only child from what I could find anyway. Um, Lacey's family lived in 
their home on Tom Drive for pretty much her entire life since like 1995 when she was around nine years old. Uh, the home is set on 3.64 acres and the home is about 1,755 square feet, I think is what it said online. And it's a single family home. Um, so it's a, it's a small little home, you know, on some land. So Lacey's parents have been described as church-going pillars of the community. Sheila worked as a police and court clerk in Baker, Louisiana. And most recently, she worked as the assistant to the city prosecutor in Zachary, according to her LinkedIn page. Now, Sheila resigned from her post on the town's board of Alderman on January 24, 2022. She served there for like four years and most recently as Mayor Pro Tem. Now, that just means that, you know, the city council appoints one of its members to act as mayor um, in the absence of the actual mayor. So, she was just kind of like a backup, like an assistant manager. There we go. So, um, as far as Clay, the only thing that I could find was he was like an officer for a nonprofit Baton Rouge Civil War Roundtable, which has a mission to educate and foster an appreciation for the sacrifices made by all by all men uh, during the Civil War. Pretty much it is what I could find about him and his job. As far as her childhood goes, she it was fairly normal, like. She, you know, she was a normal kid. Um, she attended Brownsville Baptist Academy, where she was on the volleyball team. There was a neighbor of the Fletcher family who was Robert Blades, um, and he described her as just a fun and normal kid. And he said, when I saw her the last time, she appeared fairly physically normal. Um, she was always pretty thin, and she was exercising in the road with those small weights you carry. And he also said, I'd seen her a few times gently getting some exercise in the roadway. I didn't say anything to her that final time. There was no reason to. Um, and from what I read, Lacey was on the autism spectrum and her condition intensified around the ninth grade, around the age of 14. Her parents took her out of school and apparently began to homeschool her. Now, Robert Blades also has a son, also named Robert. And he said she became different. She just didn't see things the way a lot of other kids did. She was definitely different from other kids her age. I knew she was not your typical teenager. She was smart. She was smart as hell. But I guess the best way to put it is that she wasn't as mature as us. She still liked children things, not teenage things. When she was 17 or 18, she was more into Disney movies and country music. She did invite us over to watch Disney movies despite being more withdrawn, but that wasn't my forte. I was 18. I used to ride motorcycles. And one of Lacey's friends from the ninth grade actually spoke to the media and said, I remember her as a sweet, kind person. She was one of the first people that I was friends with when I started at the school, and she was already there. She was thoughtful, just sweet is the word I keep coming back to. One of the sweetest people you could ever meet. So very kind. Lacey could be quiet, but she could also be vocal with her opinions. So, um, I have read some articles that suggest that Lacey suffered from, like, severe social anxiety and had been treated by a psychologist over a three-year period in her teens. 
But after Lacey was pulled out of school, very few people saw her from then on out. So it would have been around like 1999 or 2000 uh, when she was pulled from school. If she was 14 and was born in 1985. Anyway, um, there is an article about Lacey's background. And it says in 2010, the parents went to the doctor's office without Lacey and asked for his advice. Um they said that she was increasingly not wanting to leave the house and not wanting to get off the sofa and pretty much just became a recluse. Um, now, I do believe that, you know, the doctor was like, well, I would kind of have to have her brought in, you know, like she has to be here for me to look at her and, you know, assess what's going on. And he never saw him again, pretty much. So in 2017, the neighbor... Uh, Robert Blaze realized that he hasn't seen Lacey in a very long time. So he asked her dad about her. Um, he said, I asked Clay because I hadn't seen her for a very long time. I actually thought maybe she got married, moved on. Um, I said, how is Lacey? How is she doing? Has she moved off? Went to college or what? And he replied, oh no, she's still here. She's fine. And then changed the subject and that was it. He didn't explain why he hadn't seen her. Like, he just kind of brushed it under the rug. So, that's what he said about, you know, the one time he did ask about her. Alright, guys. So, here's your trigger warning for the episode. The description of the crime scene is horrendous. So, just just hang in there if you don't want to. See you next week. Because <laughs> it's pretty bad uh, for neglect. So, uh, January 3rd, 2022, about 2 a.m., Sheila called 911 to report that Lacey was not breathing. Now, why she called, no idea. But some say it's because a neighbor, like, was in the home and saw Lacey and told them they had to call, like, immediately kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So, a sheriff's deputy was dispatched to the scene and they quickly called the coroner, who was Dr. Ewell Bickman. Um, the description of the crime scene is, like I said, very graphic, so we're about to get into that. It's your last chance to run away. Uh, so a quote from Sher Sheriff Jeffrey Travis. I don't know why I keep wanting to call him Sherry. I don't know why. Anyway, um, he said, I have been a sheriff for six years, and I have had a lot of things happen here um, in East, and I looked it up. Don't badger me. I can't pronounce it. Feliciana Parish. Um, but this type of scene, this is by far the worst, he said. Now, there is a quote from Corner Bickham as well, who said, You opened the door, walked into the house. There was a stench, an odor, feces, fecal matter, urine, and you couldn't hold your breath, is what they said. Now, District Attorney Sam D'Aquila, who sought murder charges and will be prosecuting the Fletchers at trial, um, shared images with the dailymail.com at his office near the courthouse in Clinton. He obviously cannot release them for publication because it is horrifying and graphic in content. Um, Lacey appears almost buried to her shoulders in a wide hole in the sofa that her body has worn out over the years, rubbing away at the cushioning. She is uh, slumped over on her left side with her right arm across the top half, of her emancipated body near her neck. So pretty much, I guess, like holding her shoulder. 
Um, she is naked apart from a small blue pattern t-shirt, which is pulled up on her chest and does not cover her breasts. Why it was like that is kind of weird. I don't know. Um, her eyes wide open, staring up. Her mouth is also open, revealing what appears to be just a full set of top teeth or front feet, front teeth, excuse me. Um, her legs are pulled up and crossed underneath her, which ironically, in a way, some people do that to make themselves comfortable, but in Lacey's case, it was a posture of a bid to survive. Um, her face is covered in large, pretty big, I guess, red blotches. Um, feces is smeared everywhere on her, including her hair, including inside of her ears. Um, there were maggots and insect bites everywhere on her body. Now, the brown leather sofa was alongside a wall with a gap about 18 inches. And surprisingly, to the couch's right side is a gray commode and a neat pile of clothes. And to the front, only a few feet away, is a cluttered, low black table. Um, there was like lotion bottles, talcum powder, pack of wipes, nasal spray, um, a box with a lid that had a child's photo in it, and other items that make it that make it appear that the Fletchers had the resources to clean their stricken only child, uh, but they didn't. <laughs> Why? Don't know. Uh, between the sofa and the table are two neatly stacked boxes of DVDs. It is not possible to discern the tile titles, excuse me, but some appeared to be childlike from the covers. Um, desperately sad photos of Lacey taken later on, um, like the physician's table, uh, for, you know, um, autopsy, reveal the extent of her harrowing and so far unexplained ordeal. She weighed 96 pounds. 96 pounds, guys. I am 27 years old and I weigh like between, I, I, you know, staggering weight like we all do. About 110 to about like 118. That's crazy. 96 pounds. So, she weighed that when she was discovered in the early hours of January 3rd when she was deceased. Uh, Close-ups show the flesh on her buttocks appears to be literally worn or eaten away from the 12 years that she had not moved a single inch from that couch. So, you hear that a lot. It's, it's like a bed sore um, kind of thing. You hear that a lot in elderly homes. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. If you don't move the person, you have to flop them over. You have to switch. You have to rotate them. If you don't do that every so often, the skin can just start melting away. It's just weird. But it happens. Um... There are large, raw, yellow areas where the skin had disappeared. Um, like other back and buttocks area are also blackened. It is possible for anyone to identify what exactly they're looking at. It's just a hole. It's just a hole in a person. It's just weird, right? Um, unfortunate, but the body does weird things when you don't move. Um, part of a video taken by the coroner was also seen by DailyMail.com. He was among the first on the horror scene after a sheriff's deputy responded to that 911 call, and he documented 
you know, the scene. Um, he is breathing heavily as he moves the camera to the gap behind the sofa and the wall. A large, wet patch is on the floor directly behind Lacey's body, which he believes is urine. D.A. D'Aquila, I hope I'm saying that right, said as he revealed the horror to us, quote, you can't say she wasn't in pain. Now, Dr. Bickham has revealed Lacey died from severe medical neglect, which led to chronic malnutrition, acute starvation, immobility, acute ulcer formation, um, a bone infection, which finally led to sepsis. Upon further investigation, authorities determined that Lacey had not seen a doctor since she was 16. That means it's been over 20 years since she has been to the doctor. Now, granted, you know, most of us don't go to the doctor like we should. Um, I, myself, I haven't seen a doctor, I couldn't even tell you, a couple of years. Um, and then, you know, we should be going for checkups. But she has not been in 20 years. She weighed 96 pounds, and she had COVID when she passed away. Uh, the coroner has reported that Lacey died 24 to 48 hours before the mother called 911. So, I bet you, and this is just speculation, since they left her there, lived their lives doing whatever they were doing, not giving a shit about her, apparently, um, if it wasn't for the neighbor that came to visit and saw her, they probably thought she had just passed away and she died maybe a day or two earlier. They're probably just going to let her sit there and rot. Or they were probably just going to get rid of her and be like, oh, she disappeared. You know, that kind of thing. Like, nobody's seen her in 15 years, so what does it matter? And that's horrible. Ugh, sorry. Anyway, um, there are some reports that Lacey suffered from locked-in syndrome. And that's pretty much just a rare neurological disorder in which there is complete um, like, you can't move. Like, all of your muscles, everything is just completely stiff. Um, and you can only communicate and move your eyeballs. So, individuals with locked-in syndrome are conscious and awake, but have no ability to produce movement outside of eye movement or to speak. Um, cognitive functions is usually unaffected. Communication is possible through eye movements or blinking. Locked-in syndrome is caused by damage to the pons, a part of the brainstem that contains nerve fibers that relay information to other areas of the brain. Now, with that being said, her parents were like, she doesn't want to leave the couch, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Here she is, pretty much paralyzed. Everything but her eyeballs. Can't even talk. And she's ha can you imagine the hell of a prison your body is at that point? Not a let alone you having fecal matter smeared everywhere. And you have you can't you don't have a choice. You just have to lay there and rot into this couch. It is unspeakable. Ridiculous on the parents' part, honestly. Now, Lacey's parents said during questioning that she was intellectually sound until the end of her life. Sheila's story was that Lacey was alive at 10 that night. She, uh, Sheila fell asleep in a chair, woke up around 2, found Lacey deceased on the couch. 
She said that Lacey refused to get off of the couch in years and would used to just use the couch as a toilet. These parents make me want to strangle them. Anyway, despite the depraved condition that Lacey was found in, her parents were not immediately charged. Of course, they have to investigate everything. On May 3rd, four months after Lacey's death, both Clay and Sheila were finally charged with second-degree murder. They were arrested after a grand jury decided along with the attorney, um, D'Aquila, that they should face second-degree murder charges and not manslaughter. Sheila was released on May 4th, yes, this year, 2022, after she posted a $300,000 bail. Clay spent one more night in jail due to a bond delay, but he was also released the following day. They used a bondsman, which that means, you know, they put up like 12% being 72000 to cover for both of them. Uh, the couple's first arraignment is due in the next few months, and the attorney, Sam D'Aquila, said that the trial could commence by October of this year. So we don't know anything else about what is going on um, besides what I just told you. Um, now... The grand jury, like I said, were shown extensive images of the conditions in which Lacey was found. Dr. Bickham told DailyMail.com they were so horrific and upsetting that medics were on standby for the 12 panel members. He added that the photos of the scene left those in the room speechless. I can, I can only imagine. Um, so this is like a... This is a quote here. Um, when I was presenting the case and showed the pictures and gave the timeline, the expressions of the grand jury was just utter shock, he said. Like the clock on the wall, never moved again. There was complete silence. Some jurors were gasping in horror. Some were staring in disbelief. And that's what Corner Bickham told the media that the case has been really hard on him personally and described the grand jury's proceedings as long emotional day. I can only imagine, you know. Uh, he also said seeing those photos again and reliving this traumatic experience again was really hard. Corner Bickham spoke outside the court after proceedings and he revealed that Lacey had been on the couch, the couch excuse me, for at least 12 years. Evidence-wise, a minimum of 12 years, he said. Could be before that at least 12 years. A terribly long period of time, he said. Outside the court, uh, D.A. D'Aquila said, I believe justice was served here today. Lacey Fletcher did not deserve the way she was treated. For this type of crime, second degree is the highest charge that could have been produced today. Um, negligent homicide is zero to five years manslaughter is zero to 40 and second degree murder is life in prison i will ask for second degree because they didn't do what they were supposed to do he agreed lacy's death was a crime against humanity and added i hope this indictment brings some spotlight to the victims of this type of crime the coroner has a lot of authority a lot of power if people don't want to get treatment or they refuse treatment or Go to the coroner's office, go to law enforcement, check on your neighbors, check on your friends. If you're a caregiver, reach out and make sure people are taken care of. 
This case was so horrific that the coroner and the sheriff's office initially investigated this case in January, and the conditions that she was found in was just unbelievable. You don't treat anybody or any animals like this. Something had to be done, and we all got together. We all stood on the same platform. We are all here now, and we have an indictment for second-degree murder. End quote. It gave me chills. Um, the couple's lawyer, Stephen Moore, um, said they don't want to relieve the pain of losing a child through the media. They have been through a lot of heartache over the years. Anyone who had lost a child knows what it's like. End quote. First off, fuck, fuck both of you. Um, <laughs> is all I have to say. I could go on a rant right now. Because if anybody is like on TikTok all the time and has an obsession like I do, you know, um, that Miss Ophelia, who is like shoe lover, who's like mama taught, she just lost her son. And for these people to neglect their child to the extent that they neglected him to, and for someone who actually has lost a child and shared um, her emotions on social media of what losing a child is to someone, you know, I, I could just slap both of these people. Um, yeah. So, <sighs> anyway, um, so of course, you know, kind of like a, a smaller, uh, informational pack here for you. Um, Sheila is 64 and Clay is 65. They were charged with second degree murder and detained Monday, May 2nd, 2022, in connection with the death of their daughter, Lacey Ellen Fletcher, um, who was 36, and that was on May 5th this year. The case is still ongoing in the courts, so, of course, I have no further charges that have been made with them. They haven't, like, sentenced them. Nothing's went to trial yet. We're still waiting. So, maybe in a couple months, um, if something comes up, if they get sentenced, we'll do, like, an updated episode for you guys. Um, and we'll have some more information. Um, I am going to be posting photos on Instagram. I will warn you that I will be posting the couch. It is covered in feces and urine and whatever else. So if that's not something that you would like to see, avoid looking the case up because it is everywhere on Google. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Sorry about the little break. I went on vacation with my fiance. Um, we're back. So hopefully we'll have a another episode for you next week. Um, scheduling's been kind of crazy, so I'm sorry if there's any delays, um, like further delays in the episodes coming out. But I'm trying my best here. I'm trying my best. But thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you have a good day.